0: Parker Mitchell has been living life in the fast lane with nearly 95,000 followers hanging onto every drag race and burnout. His channel, Teeth and Turbos, has been a beacon for speed enthusiasts.
1: I decided to sell the car.
0: Why shift gears when you seem to be leading the race? Why risk the comfort of the known for the thrill of the unknown? Parker recently confronted these questions head on and decided it was time for a
1: change. As our lives progress our hobbies, and what we do every day changes.
0: Parker embodies the courage it takes to pivot, to redefine success on your own terms. It's a reminder that it's never too late to turn the wheel, to venture into uncharted territories of your life and passions. Join us where we chat with Parker about his life reimagined, because sometimes the bravest thing you can do is change lanes and accelerate into the unknown.
1: All right, guys, just so you know, we are redoing this entire podcast. This is our second take because Chris forgot to hit record. Yeah. <laughs> and this is going to build on what we're going to talk about, about learning something new every time you make a video. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Exactly. So Parker, you're uh, right now. You're in the middle of a lot of life transformation. I am, yeah. You're you're transforming your YouTube channel, teeth and turbos, mm-hmm. and you're also transforming your body and your mind
1: with am, Hard Seventy Five. Yes.
0: 75. yes. Um, what's kind of sparked a lot of this transformation for you?
1: There was a time over the past couple months where I've been sitting on my phone, staring at the analytics mm. on Instagram. They have an analytics page. On YouTube, has its own app called YouTube Studio. And I found myself just staring at it. And I thought, if I spent the same amount of time I watched my analytics as to making content, then I wouldn't even have time to look at the analytics. And that's kind of what it's turned into.
0: And so right now you're focusing a lot of time on content. You've been putting out content like crazy. What's driving
1: a lot of that? Well, there's a a workout program called Hard 75. And if y'all don't know what it is, it's you have to do two 45-minute workouts a day. One of them has to be outside. Drink a gallon of water. You have to read 10 pages of nonfictional non-fictional book, diet, and no alcohol. And I've failed at this twice before. My most recent one was that day, like, 63. And so I've been looking for the right time to start it again, and I knew I was going to be in town or home for the next couple of months. So I thought, no better time than now. And then on top of it, I thought I'd push myself even harder and – start pushing a, a lot of content. So that's what I've been doing.
0: Mm-hmm. And to be doing the, the hard 75 during uh, the holidays.
1: <laughs> it sucks. It sucks. Last night we were out to dinner at the in-laws and they're getting nice steaks and really fun, fancy drinks, man. And I, I can't have them. Yeah, dude, I cut out all caffeine. So no coffee, no tea, no energy drinks, no soda, which is a big deal for me. And then no red meat. So only chicken and fish.
0: Yeah. Was uh, Dr. Pepper your favorite soda? Oh yeah,
1: for sure. Still is. <laughs> I'm honestly already craving one.
0: Have you received any pushback from Dr. Pepper on that logo?
1: No, not at all. I really? mean, if anything, I'm supporting their brand. You know, like I consistently drink Dr. Pepper. I support their brand. I love it. You know, You're I'm not like a promoter
0: them. of Dr. Pepper. Yeah, I'm
1: not hurting them in any way. It's not like, My Dr. Parker logo is affecting their business in a negative way. Mm -hmm. So if they want to cease and desist that, then go right ahead.
0: Do you think uh, soda is going to get reintroduced after the the Hard 75? For sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I love it. It's just a great (laughs) beverage for me, man. It's like my my beverage choice.
0: You Mm -hmm. know. Let's move over to the YouTube channel. So you have a YouTube channel, Teeth Mm -hmm. and Turbos. You're a dentist. But you're also into cars, motors, going fast. Yeah, yeah. Um. But recently, you just kind of sold one of the main attractions to your YouTube channel. I did, yes. And you're making this shift into long-tail boats from Thailand <laughs> into aviation. I am. Um, what's driving a lot of that?
1: Well, I think that as our lives progress, our hobbies and what we do every day changes. And mm. so... I, it's for me, anyways. You know, I get really focused on like shooting clays. You mm-hmm. know, like I love, I'm a big shotgun guy. You know, I've shot shotguns my whole life and I used to competitively shoot. And that hobby kind of went away. And then I started, you know, really working on race cars. And mm-hmm. I think that now it's transitioned to more aviation and boats. And so maybe some more things that I can enjoy with my family and my wife. Mm -hmm. You know, because I can't really enjoy a race car with my wife. Uh, But boating and flying, I can't.
0: And so recently, you are talking about your wife. I know recently you just got married. I
1: did, yeah. Congratulations. Thanks, man. Thank you. What date
0: did you get married in May?
1: May 27th. Okay. Are you you, you in May as well?
0: No, we got married in November, but my
1: birthday's in May. I was just curious. okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then where'd you guys get married?
1: In Kansas City. So that's where she's from. And I'm from Nebraska. So it was easy to bring, you know, people from both states since they're so close.
0: That's cool. Now you also have a dental practice. I do. I do. And you're starting to make more content about your dental practice and the content, what I've noticed, just it doesn't do as well compared to some of the automotive stuff (laughs) or the boating stuff or even aviation stuff. Like, are you all right with that?
1: Yeah. You know, I honestly don't let those two worlds collide. I think 99% of my patients don't know that I make YouTube videos and I like it that way. But Mm. I also want to illustrate to people that I do things differently. You know, I, I'm a dentist that takes a lot of pride in the work. I got really lucky. You know, the saying goes, if you love what you do, you'll never work your day in your life. And that's dentistry for me. Mm. And so I want to be able to use my channel to illustrate to people is that you can make content about whatever you're passionate about, hmm. whether it be boats and cars and teeth or, you know, being successful in the entrepreneur spirit and, you know, duck hunting, right? Yeah. So, Or terrorizing your HOA. Or terrorizing your HOA, yeah. yeah. <laughs> where, where did your passion for motorsports start? Oh, definitely when we were little, I got a four wheeler when I was five years old. Mm -hmm. And so from that point, you know, my dad had tools. So you would find us taking our wheels and tires on and off (laughs) and we had some land. So then that turned into like fixing fences and cutting trees down and operating machinery. And then that turned into our own vehicles and modifying those. Right. So it's kind of just been this slow progression of we've always been into cars Mm -hmm. and boats and now it's become helicopters and airplanes you know yeah. so anything that has an engine has just kind of really driven me and my brother for sure and my dad
0: uh-huh and then what about your desire to go into dentistry where did that yeah. stem
1: from well i was in late high school college when i met a dentist that lived a good lifestyle he you know was really into hunting and i was a big hunter at that time and <clears throat> I kind of put two and two together. You know, this guy works with his hands every day and loves loves it, you know, as well as working with people. And so I applied and got a job in the industry while I was in college. Mm-hmm. And this orthodontist kind of taught me everything. And I applied to dental school, got in, man, and it's just been uh, it's been a great ride. Do you like the dental work or do you like the patients or both? I love the dental work. I yeah. love the dental work,
0: yeah. So the, the drilling on bone and all that stuff. I was the that. best.
1: It's the best, really, because like literally, it, I would pass out. Oh, it's the best. I just love it.
0: Emergency situation, blood, guts, gore—no issues. But if it's like preventative or like my job is to go and do work on you today, yeah, I can't handle it. I love it, man. Was there any like issues with it at all the first time you started?
1: I mean, I think you know, like everyone doing goes through your a weird transition, yeah, right. Your first ones, you know, there's definitely that that bridge you got to cross. So. You know, it's it's been great, man. I love it. I can't get enough of it. Mm-hmm. I really like
0: what you've done with your dental practice and the fact that you've you've kept it small because you don't have very many operatories. You just did a yeah. really cool dental tour of your office. Yeah, a little tour on the video. Yeah. <laughs> it's a small building. It is. You have a small staff. Why why have you kept it so small like that?
1: Well, that's kind of how I purchased it, and then I realized the beauty in it. You know, there's other dentists out there that may have or other business owners that have 20 employees, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's just this constant chaos, right? And they do just as well as the guys my size, you Hmm. know, and I'm low stress, like nothing, you know, I get a patient that texts me, you know, once every other week or a staff member that can't come in for a day and it's no big deal. You know, we just roll with it and. Having such a small office, it just it's it takes a lot of stress off of my life outside of there.
0: Mm-hmm. So you weren't really
1: driven by the, I got to scale my business and I want no. two offices. And I three. used to. I used yeah. to have that mentality when I first bought it. Like, oh, you know, I had an opportunity to buy another one and another one. You know, I could have had three offices. And then I was talking to my CPA and he's like, Parker, the most successful dentists I know have one office. Hmm. Which I found really, really interesting. He's like, the, the reason is is because if you get a second one, you're going to start splitting your time 70, 30, 60, 40. If you can give 100% to your office and build that to a point where it's just bulging, bursting at the steams, and then bring in an associate, that's the best way to do it. So I said, Okay. That's what I've been doing. And so
0: are you able to give 100%? to the dental practice because with the youtube channel or is there like a balance you have yeah. to work there
1: the uh, dental practice always gets priority one mm-hmm. yeah number one making content and youtube videos is just a hobby outside of there mm-hmm. they don't need to survive they don't need each other to survive you know and one doesn't need one doesn't need the other they're just two separate entities yeah yeah
0: what's been the most surprising part of owning the dental practice yeah and then what's also been the most surprising part of, like, growing a successful YouTube channel?
1: <clears throat> I'd say the dental practice is the is definitely the money and, like, the loans you have to take out, you know, the financial risk. Mm. That was a big learning curve. And then, you know, learning business operations of staff and bills and, you know, all of that I had to learn pretty quickly. Yeah, And then for the YouTube channel, you know, again, the, the YouTube channel really is just the fact that I – whether i get paid on there or not doesn't matter i would still make the videos yeah so there's really no business side of it to me you know the money that comes in is just a bonus that usually just goes right back into making more videos mhm when did you start making videos like where's this passion this hobby for it was like when we were little man if you go back on my brother's youtube channel really far there's some videos of he and i driving remote controlled airplanes and boats that mm-hmm. he and i edited together
0: yeah are you as big into the remote control airplanes as he is
1: you know, he he really loves it. If you go in his house, he's got like 10 of them in a one room, you know, just everywhere. I I love it. Don't get me wrong, but he's really into it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, he makes a lot of content about it. It's Yeah, he does. It's it's, it's funny. It's... Um do you feel there's any kind of competition between him, you and him on the YouTube stuff at all or Not at
1: all. In fact, I look up to my little brother, for what he's done you know Mm -hmm. it's really cool to see him succeed and it's almost like everyone's all hands on deck to help him to continue to grow his business there's no competitive edge between us you know i'm not a very competitive person i just want to go out and have fun and create good memories Mm -hmm. he is the same way but he also likes to win so you know when we have all these events it's all about the fun and the screwing around and the you know doing stupid stuff and making really making it a good time Mm -hmm. that we all strive to do
0: that's that's the one thing I see when you're on his page and when you when you guys are making videos together is like you guys enjoy hanging out together, doing stuff together, and it's really cool. And it's almost it's like a there's almost like a little jealousy there because mm-hmm. I wish I had that relationship, yeah. that ability to do that with
1: my brothers as well. Yeah, it's really special for sure.
0: No, that's cool that um you can look up to him. like I know physically, you probably look up to him just because yeah, yeah. he's a tall person. But
1: is, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's really fun, and it's fun for our family too. My parents and my sister are also very involved with what he does. We all go to the events and mm-hmm. support them. And you know, it goes back to I started making videos because it's like, do I want to watch from the sideline? You know, do I want to be the consumer or do I want to be a part of it? I hope you're enjoying
0: this episode right now with Parker from Teeth and Turbos. And if it's inspired you to make your own transformational journey, but you don't know where to begin, check out the Elite Educator Pass down below from The Life Edge. It's completely free, and it's going to give you access to dozens of free masterclasses and free trial offers so that you can learn new skills to begin your transformation. That could be anything from coding to starting your own YouTube channel. So check it out down below. Now let's get back to the interview. Did you you ever get to a point where you were feeling pressured to make content and... Like, oh,
1: I got to go make another car video or something because my viewers want to see it. Uh No, honestly. I just do it when I want to. And, when I lo- and that's what I love about it is making YouTube videos and content for Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, and Facebook has never been a job for me. It's always just been a hobby. And so mm. I'm lucky enough that I don't feel the pressure to provide for my family and my life by making videos that I would get compensated for. And then it also allows me to keep brands away from me that I don't want to work with because I don't need the money from them.
0: Yeah. What are some of the negative sides or the difficult challenges people don't realize with starting and growing a successful YouTube channel?
1: Uh, I would say the biggest one is the videos that you work the hardest on seem to perform the lowest. (laughs) (laughs) You're gonna be all excited and get ready to post a video, and then it ranks as 10 out of 10, you know, and you're like, oh God, come on, you know. Um, And then obviously, negative comments and people that you have to block from your channel, Mm. stay on top of.
0: What, like, what is with these keyboard warriors? I noticed it in my channel, my wife's channel, like, People are willing to be so harsh to so each other. Harsh.
1: They're the worst. They're the worst. So how, how do you handle and deal with the negative comments? I find humor in it. You know, I've, <laughs> I learned, learned to laugh at the people that are mean. And then I also, I had a friend tell me once who's, you know, his name's Roman Outwood. He makes a lot of videos and hmm. he hadn't got some mean comments in a while. And he said, finally, when somebody did, he was like, Finally, some haters, you know, and I, it kind of struck something in my mind of you got to find a light in the negativity, because it, I feel like if people are talking crap about you, you're doing something right. Mm. You know, if you're if you're working hard on making content, making videos and they they come on and give you a view and then a mean comment, you know, they're supporting your channel. You got to let that fire burn in your comments. You yeah. Know? And uh, find humor in it.
0: Yeah, I think is that Grant Cardone talks a lot about, like, go find your haters. For sure. Um, and he's grown more from his haters than he has from the people who actually followed him.
1: Yeah, and, you know, it's easy to get really upset about it and, like, have it ruin your night. But, uh, you know, nobody's going to come up to you in person and just say your videos are, are shit, you know? <laughs> come
0: on. <laughs> no. Um You've slowly started transforming away from like the content that, that drove a lot of your subscribers, a lot of your subscriptions. What's the response been from the, your subscribers?
1: I would say some people definitely miss it, but I get a lot more support on the progression of where the channel is going than I do from people talking about, you know, you get a mean comment of, you know, you used to be good when you had a a drag car or something, you know, stuff like that. Mm. And I just, like I said, I just, just got to make make it your your pat you know a hobby that you're making content so that people when they do judge you know what you're doing stuff about that it it really doesn't matter because it makes you happy Mm -hmm. as a creator do you think
0: there's still room for people to grow youtube channels
1: i do i do i think that everybody has their own niche and i think it goes back to just post what makes you happy and don't try to be like somebody else You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, we all have our favorite influencers that we follow, but you don't need to base your whole channel around theirs. just do what makes you happy. And so I think there's room for people to find success in their own niche in every specific way because we're all different. Yeah. Yeah.
0: How has your, your shift, um, your transformation personally, mentally getting married, how has that changed how you approach content creation, but also your dental practice?
1: I'd say it definitely hurts my relationship, Mm. you know, because I spend so much time. You wake up at six in the morning, you work out, you go to work, you're done by the afternoon, you come home, create content, edit a video till nine o'clock, and then you're pushing those who mean the most to you, you know, towards the back. So, Mm. how's your wife? Is she all right with your
0: YouTube stuff?
1: She is. Yes, she is. And I don't think that the content I make appeals to her. You know, I don't ever catch her watching my videos by any means. But, uh, you know, I think it's fun for her and it influences her to do stuff as well. You Mm -hmm. know, and not be afraid of posting stuff with her talking to a camera or recording in public in front of strangers because she sees me do it. And so I think it influences her like, hey, I could do that, too. So. You know, it definitely has its pros and cons.
0: Yeah, is she starting her own thing?
1: Um, Sort of not really, yes. <laughs> she's like trying to... Uh, she's at a point in her life where she's she's kind of figuring out like what she loves the most, mm-hmm. you know? And she sees how lucky I am to, do, to be doing what I love, and she aspires to do the same. And so, you know, she's out of college and, you know, worked a couple jobs, and I think that she's, she's trying to find her teeth and turbos, Mm. you know what I mean? Yeah. And so she's making videos about, um, you know, learning a lot about marketing online and, you know, making videos when to post, them. you know, using words in the description or keywords and stuff like that. And she's diving into the nitty gritty a lot more than I am. Yeah. So
0: talking about your dental practice compared to the YouTube channel, they're both businesses in their own way. Has there been principles of business that are, that, are, that, are, that work for both the YouTube channel and the dental practice? And then what has been different for the YouTube channel and the dental practice?
1: Uh, so what would be the same it would just be making content about anything and posting it, mm-hmm. you know. So I'll have patients that follow a Facebook page for the office, you know. So I feel comfortable getting on there and talking to them about dental implants, you know, and how it could be a benefit for them. But, you know, the business side of things, they're very different, right? You know, Mm -hmm. YouTube is driven off of viewership, you know, and making content versus the dental office is being there and working hard with hands-on, you know? So they're both separate LLCs, you know, they're both different sources of income, but, you know, both of them allow me to do what I love every day.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so... What's the future? What's the future for the dental practice, the YouTube channel
1: and where you and your wife are headed? I'm going to continue to do what I'm doing mm-hmm. because it makes me happy. You know, I'm at a point in my life where I'm very happy and I feel like that, uh, you know, is superior to anything else. Mm-hmm. There, Yes, I could make more money with my practice. Yes, I could make more money with with YouTube, but. I'm comfortable and I'm happy. And I, you know, when you start throwing more on the fire, it could start to affect other parts of my life. I don't want it to. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm good.
0: I'm chilling. If, uh, so to jump back a little bit to what we were talking about before, if, if you don't make it through this 75 hard, what you're going to, are you you going to jump right back to day one immediately?
1: I was he thinking about that today. Oh, like start it over again, like
0: because it isn't that part of the thing too. Is like if you fail, aren't you kind of like supposed to jump right back into it? You're supposed it? to, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. But I think that, but you're not going to fail. So what are we talking about? So it doesn't. Matter. I don't know. It's more of a mental game for me. You know, mm. like physically, I can work out twice a day. You know, I can I can drink a gallon of water, mm. but the ment- it's the mental commitment and goal that that I'm chasing. You know,
0: so is it the what? What's the biggest struggle, like the diet
1: side or the reading side? I would say the, the life balance. Yeah, you know, the work, the making videos, the eating. This everything together is the hardest part. Not yeah. letting. I I failed because of an external failure last time. Right, we had a huge hurricane in Florida, and so I didn't work out that day. You know, so I can blame it on that, but you know, you, I, I'm trying not to let external factors affect my success. Mm. And so I'm doing this as more of a mental, mental challenge. Yeah. How hard can I push myself?
0: And it, it's, it's cool. And it's, it's really honorable to see you doing that. And then at the same time, like rebranding yourself on YouTube Yeah, and getting the hate people are, you're going to get the hate. Yep. Yeah, but it's, you're you're living true to you, I which I am. I know a lot of us. We all have our YouTubers that we follow. I guarantee you, there's some of them that just create content because it's a business. Oh, for and they sure. don't even like what they're creating anymore. Hundred percent. And so it's cool to see you stepping out and being like, "I'm going to break the mold.
1: I'm just going to keep being me." Yep, exactly. It's almost going back to like the daily vlog thing instead of just uh, trying to be like the next biggest viral hit you know
0: Mm. and it's it's interesting because you just have to in order to keep growing and keep like changing or if you want to be in like the the 5 million subscriber club the 10 million subscriber club you have to keep getting bigger oh everything has to keep getting bigger faster more exciting and it just becomes this like never-ending cycle of chasing the next big thing definitely know some people enjoy it there's nothing there's nothing wrong with it but is is like is that what you want to do
1: i don't know (laughs) and i've had friends that are at that point and they say i i was telling them the other week i'm like social media is not my main gig you know it's it's just a hobby and you and they're like that's what everybody says when they start doing where they're, <laughs> where they're at where you are. I was like, oh crap, where's this going to go? I don't know. We'll see.
0: As, as we start to wrap this up, there's one question I like to ask all the guests yeah. and that is what is one lesson you've learned in life that you want to leave the listeners with?
1: The lesson is, is when you're sitting on your couch tonight and you're scrolling through Facebook, Instagram, YouTube shorts, TikTok or Snapchat, do you want to continue to be the consumer or do you want to be the influencer? And so if you are tired of sitting there watching, then just start making videos. Nobody cares. You're going to get mean comments. It's part of the process, but just go for it. You got nothing to lose. What's the worst that's going to happen? You're going to make some videos that didn't get a ton of views and it's not going to happen the first couple of videos. So Mm -hmm. just get out there and start making stuff happen.
0: Yeah, where can the listener go to connect with you, follow you?
1: Yeah, so Facebook, Parker Mitchell, Instagram, Parker Mitchell, TikTok, Parker Mitchell, YouTube, Teeth and Turbos, Snapchat, Parker Mitchell.
0: I'll actually put all those links down below in the show notes. Go follow him. He's yeah. on the quest to 100K subs right I now am, on YouTube. We're
1: getting so close, man. So, so we, we want
0: to help him get there. Yeah, heck yeah. Well, cool. And uh, if you like the show or like this podcast, please like, subscribe, share it with um, your friends so that we can help get great podcast guests on here like Parker and continue to grow what we're doing. I can, man. Parker, I can't thank you enough. I can, dude. It's It's been great. It has been.